It's good to see you all tonight. I think a great thing for us to be reminded about tonight is that God is perfect in all his ways. And a God like that is worthy of our trust. And as adopted sons and daughters of God, by faith in Jesus, we have a good father. And I, I want us to be reminded of this great message tonight. I pray it will encourage us as we begin. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender mercies of loving the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Oh, I've seen many searching for Far and wide, but I've known we're all searching for answers. Only you provide, cause you know just what we need before we say a word. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. who I am He's perfect Cause you're perfect in all of your ways You are perfect in all of your ways You are perfect in all of your ways To us You are perfect in all of your ways I can hardly think as you call me Deeper still as you call me Deeper still as you call me Deeper still into love, love You're a good, good father
grateful that that's true tonight. I'm so thankful that everything God does and uh, all his ways are perfect. We can always trust him. We can always trust his word and um, that's encouraging for us because we, um, we know that, that, that we mess up and we're flawed and we make mistakes and we have limitations and, and, and yet God is perfect and that's who we believe and trust in. So, you know, when we find ourselves in the middle of a, in the middle of a week, midst of a week, and maybe some circumstances and trials come our way, uh, we just need to remember that God is good, and we just need to remember that He's perfect in all His ways, and He cares for us and loves us. And just like we looked at uh, Sunday morning, we began our series in Job. We have a real enemy, and He'll steamroll us every time because we're no match for Him. But He can't do anything. To us as believers that God has not permitted and God's got Satan on a leash and the only thing Satan is permitted to do to us as believers is what God allows him to do God sets the parameters and remember his ways are perfect and, and there's a lot of times that maybe we don't understand things but, uh, but God is with us and as we trust him he'll see us through and I'm grateful that we have a personal relationship with God he's always there there's never a step that we take that God's not with us. There's never uh, something that we endure where God's not with us. Even when we do something, you know, that doesn't honor God or we sin or we blow it, God doesn't leave us and say, done with you. Now, we treat each other like that, don't we? We reach limits and say, I I'm done. I've had it, you know, and, and I'm walking away from you and I hope I never see you again. You know, we, we, we can treat each other like that, but we deserve to be treated like that by God, but he's always faithful. He's always good, and he's perfect, and I pray that we'll be encouraged by that tonight, and, and I'm looking forward to being back in Job Sunday morning. It's, there's a lot of similarities in Job chapter 2 compared to Job chapter 1, what we looked at Sunday, uh, but Job came through those, uh, those attacks by the devil, and uh, he, he praised God, didn't charge God with wrongdoing, and, uh, and just worshiped God, and, and so then as we... Um, we think about that we'll see that there's another scene in heaven and satan reports back to god and satan's like let me have his help let me you know let me let me let me at him and and then uh, and again it was god that brought up job again and um, so we'll be looking at that uh sunday and we're going to be um looking at when satan attacks and um, then we know that the last part of, of chapter two is where job had his friends and we looked at that last wednesday night a little bit um, about how his friends were there for him and and, uh, and didn't say a word just sat with him and mourned with him uh, with all that he was going through and I pray you know that you've got friends like that that you can call on that will be there for you um, and that really helps and I'm uh, most of all thankful for the true friend that we have in Jesus he's always there and I'm grateful for that so I just wanted to encourage us tonight to remind us of who we believe in and trust in God is faithful and uh, we have a personal walk with God and He's perfect in all his ways. And, uh, and a God like that is worthy of our trust, complete surrender and trust. And he's, uh, he's capable and he's able. So um, I just wanted to encourage us with that as we begin tonight. Uh, any, any praise reports? Uh, anybody want to brag on the Lord tonight while I pick up my pen that I dropped? Anybody have a word of praise on your heart tonight?
is true. God is great. That is is sufficient and at peace. Right, there's turmoil and chaos in this world, but there's the peace of God. Because we have peace with God, we can have the peace of God that passes all understanding, no matter what. I'm grateful for that. We can't find that peace in this world. We can't find it in people. But we can find it in God. Find it in the Lord. That's why He's so good. I'm so thankful for that. He's worthy of our praise tonight. I'm enjoying this. Anybody else tonight? Word of praise on your heart. Get to see that ugly mug again, don't we? <laughs> be good to have David back with us, and that's going to be a celebration. I'm just so thankful for that, and I'm looking forward to that. I know Miles is looking forward to. He he told me he was, he said I, I believe I'll hug his neck. So, so that'll be great. We'll celebrate, and God is good. What a journey. Um, I'm grateful for that, that, that you nor he uh, has, has walked that journey alone. God's been faithful and proved to be faithful. And so I'm, I'll just give God praise for that. Looking forward to seeing David on Sunday. Any others tonight? There's a, there's a phrase in the Bible that says you can but in that phrase it says with God um, all things are possible uh, God can do anything and uh, I don't think I said that right it's not you can, God can <laughs> yeah, uh, with God all things are possible and uh, yeah, yeah y'all y'all were trekking with me y'all y'all been with me long enough to know uh, well he's, he's messed up again but we know what he means <laughs> um y'all to, I'm going to turn this mic on. Uh, this is a church in Ukraine. Uh, and you'll recognize the tune. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. And um, I know the tune, I don't know the language, but I can resonate with, through God be the glory, uh, great things he has done. And, um, the, the gospel is stronger than evil, and what a blessing that that is. And I think I saw on the news um, that came across uh, social media today that um, 
that there was a city that was overtaken by Russia, I, I think. And, and so uh, we, we certainly want to pray uh, for the Ukrainians and uh, in particular the especially the church that's there and, and, and all that's, uh, that's going on there. And just like you said, Miss Helen, uh, God, God can. Um, you know, Nebuchadnezzar did a lot of evil, and, and I know y'all were studying in Daniel, and, and, um, and we think about Putin. And, and, you know, we just we need to remember that, uh, that God has used evil kings and will do that for his purpose. So God is sovereign. Let's... We'll, we'll uh, pray for them uh, during this time, but God is faithful uh, through this. But I, that just blesses my heart to hear that church amidst all the evil and all all the uh, war and things that's going on, just praising the Lord. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. It's a win-win for believers. We, we come to that place where we leave this world, we're going home. So we, we pray for them over there too. Any others tonight? Any other praise on your hearts tonight? Never will leave us. It's impossible. It can't happen. It won't happen. It seems like it at times, don't it? We just wonder, where in the world is God? Um, Lord, let me pray because you don't seem to be anywhere near and let me inform you about this. But he's, he's aware and he's faithful and he said in his word and he's bound by his word that he will never leave us and never forsake us. But what a great promise that that is. I pray that that encourages our hearts tonight. Let's pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time together and it's a blessing, Lord, to see those that are here and uh, to have those online to join us and to God be the glory, great things you have done. O oh, come to the Father through Jesus, our, your Son, and give, us, give him the glory, great things you have done. And that is so true. And we rejoice, we celebrate, we praise you tonight. Of all the evil and chaos and, and, and division and hurt and all that's going on in this world, I thank you that one thing remains is that you are in control and you are sovereign. There's none like you. And you will never leave us and never forsake us. You are great. And we thank you for your peace, dear Lord. And I just pray that you'll magnify your peace on your people, God, as we look to you and trust in you. Bless us, help us tonight, Lord Jesus. I pray for our students across the street, and I pray for our kids tonight here as well, and, and for our time together here in, in our, our prayer meeting and our Bible study. Lord, may you help us and teach us, and, and there's so much to be in prayer for, but I thank you that as we've already said, and as we've already been reminded of, that you will never leave us and never forsake us. And so that gives us courage and strength, and we thank you for that. Not our strength, not our courage, but yours. And so help us again, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to share with you tonight uh, reasons to stop praying. Now, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense um, because we know we'll never need to stop praying. And you think, why in the world? Why, why would you say reasons to stop praying? Well, I want to share with you some reasons to stop praying tonight. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, you'll understand uh, where I'm coming from. But, uh, but to begin with, I want us to look at Matthew chapter 7. Of course, this is the, the Sermon on the Mount. And this is where um, Jesus teaches that we keep asking and we keep seeking and we keep knocking. You say, Pastor Mark, you just shared that 
there's reasons we should stop praying and yet Jesus tells us here in Matthew chapter 7 follow along ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you man I love that there's 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 a there's a, a definite there you ask it will be seek uh, you will find knock and it will be open uh, to you and so Jesus is teaching uh, that we should keep asking and keep seeking and keep knocking uh, one thing about uh, about prayer is uh, that it is so vital and, and I've often said uh, before from the pulpit even that we're only as strong as our prayer life so when should we stop asking and when should we stop seeking and stop knocking you know and I'm talking about particular matters here when, when should we stop doing that and I'm just going to begin right off the bat and and just say when God calls us home right um, I, I mentioned that Sunday about my grandmother um, she had Alzheimer's and and um, her final days here was a struggle um, and we prayed for her and prayed for her but we don't pray we hadn't prayed for her since God called her home so but I want to begin with that so that's the promise I mean we I believe it's sweet hour of prayer that we looked at was it Sunday night I think uh, or Sunday morning I can't remember we sang that as a kind of closing prayer on Sunday and uh, it was Sunday night and um, and I wanted to remind all of us that there's a time when the sweet hour of prayer comes to a stop and that is when our faith turns to sight there's no need to pray anymore we won't live by faith we you know we uh, we live by sight, not by we live by faith, not by sight. But when we see Jesus, we'll see Him, and we'll be with Him. No need to pray any longer because we'll be home. Well, we'll be in a perfect place with glorified bodies, you know. And, and there'll be no sickness, there'll be no disease, and uh, there'll be no heartache and tears and all the things that we endure down here. There won't be any reason any longer to pray when we're in glory. So, I, so that's right off the bat. I just wanted to encourage you. And remind you about that but until then I pray that that we have an upper room you know that we go to and um, you know like Daniel Daniel had that upper room and and um, and he prayed three times a day and that was the thing that they got him on you know there's no corruption there and so uh, Daniel you know frequently went to the Lord in prayer we need to do that um, I'm not I'm not telling you to stop praying but I'm telling you what we're looking at here tonight are, are, are particular things that we're asking about. When should we stop asking and, and stop seeking and stop knocking? Uh, when should we stop doing that? Um, well, when God gives it to you, right? Uh, when you pray and, and God you know, grants your request and what you've asked for. And I'm sure I could go around this, uh, this congregation tonight and there would be times when you would say, I remember praying about such and such or I remember praying for, for uh, salvation of a friend or a family member and they got saved you know um, and, and, and I'm not telling you not to pray for them but you know they're saved now so the prayer changes uh, and that's where it all begins uh, and uh, when God grants that request or you know we, we pray about a job situation and, and maybe you know God answers uh, but he didn't answer the way that we ask and that's the second thing um, you know, God gives us what we ask for, so, you know, we don't have to keep asking because God has, has granted that. Uh, second of all, you stop asking when, though you don't have the answer in your hand, you have the answer in your heart. So, wh what am I talking about there? We, think about a 
a, a big prayer request that you've been praying to God. You know, but God just gives you peace and says, you know, you're asking me about something that I'm just simply not going to grant. And, and um, you know, when you, when you really need something else. And I don't know about you, but isn't it great to think back in the past when maybe we prayed hard for something, but God didn't answer that prayer. You know, we prayed about something and it wasn't God's will. God didn't grant us what we were asking for. And so we didn't really have the prayer in hand but we had the peace in our heart. And so God didn't give us what we asked for, um, but he gave us peace about that. So there's no need to continue and to ask. You know, God has answered, and his prayer was no. Uh, or God might, you know, he, he may just say wait. He may be testing our faith to see that we'll continue, you know, to, to keep asking. But there'll be times when God gives you that peace. You just know um, that what you've been asking for it's just not his will. So you don't ask for it anymore. You have that peace. Um, I, I wonder how many times have we have we been there? We prayed and prayed and prayed for something. Maybe it was a job. You know, maybe it was a situation at home. I, I don't know what it. Maybe it was a situation with hell. I, I don't know. But as we were praying, God gave us peace in our heart that He's not going to grant that. So again, we didn't have the prayer in hand, but we had it in heart. So there's no need to, you know, to keep on praying. Um, also, um, you know, when I think about that, um, what about when God says no? You know, um, God may give you peace that he's not going to grant what you're asking for, or God might just simply say no. And I've often reminded you about this. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 is, is not a really popular uh, verse for the health and wealth and prosperity people. They want to name it and claim it and blab it and grab it, right? Um, and so here in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, Paul has a thorn in the flesh. And so he prayed. We know that he prayed more than once. He prayed three times, you know, for God to remove that thorn. It, it obviously, you know, was a physical ailment or something that bothered Paul. And he, oh, Lord, I just wish you would take it away. God, please take it away. And he's praying. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, God says no. You're going to keep having that, that thorn in the side. And then from that, I believe from that prayer, as, as Paul is, is praying about it, he didn't get the answer he was wanting, but he had peace in his heart. And Paul, Paul, I think, came to the conclusion, if you know 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I think Paul believed that he had that thorn in the side to keep him humble. And that could have been something that he uh, you know some, something physically that he endured when uh, when he was stoned to death or maybe you know maybe when he was shipwrecked and, and 2 Corinthians 12 begins with Paul saying that he was called up to the third heaven called up to paradise in other words uh, Paul had died and gone home and he was he was there in paradise and he, he, he said it in the third person because he didn't want to boast and brag about it he says I know, I know such a man whether in the body out of the body I cannot tell you know Paul says he goes through that the third heaven and um, and and so um, you know Paul says I've been given a messenger of Satan to buffet me you know we're going to talk about the enemy um, in Job chapter 2 Sunday and the messenger of Satan Paul says and he's got this thorn in the side and oh God you know just take it away God says my grace is sufficient and then God continues on in verse 9 of 2 Corinthians 12 um, you know that 
my, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so, uh, so Paul got the answer. So, so obviously, we, we stop asking uh, when, uh, when, when God gives it to you, when God grants the request. Um, we stop asking when God gives us peace that he's not going to grant what we're asking for. So we don't keep asking, but we have the peace. We know God's revealed to us a peace and his will. But then we also we stop asking when God, when God says no. And uh, the Apostle Paul was assured that even though he didn't get what he was asking, um, God, Jesus, God tells him that his grace is sufficient and his strength is perfect. And that's true for us. That's what prayer does. You know, we may not get what we ask, but we will always have perspective. And what is that perspective? That God's grace is sufficient and that his strength is perfect. But he's going to see us through. He's going to be faithful. He'll never leave us. And he'll never forsake us. We'll have the peace of God. So, um, so here's what I want us to think about as we close. Is there anything that maybe we need to stop asking God for? You know, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Because we always hear about keep asking, keep asking, keep believing. Keep. Matter of fact, I posted on social media today that keep on believing. You know, keep praying. Yeah, but there comes a time when maybe God says no. Or maybe God gives us peace about something else that, that prayer has, has allowed us to experience. We, we just, we have the peace of God. Or maybe God simply says no. But maybe are there some things that we need to stop asking for? And then I want us to look at our motive for asking. You know, is there, is there, you know, James reveals to us in James chapter 4, and I want to read this, James chapter 4, uh, verse 1, and, and I want you to know that James is writing to believers here, okay? Uh, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires, for your pleasure, that war in your members? Our pleasure, our desires. Verse 2, your lust, or you lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war. So what's happening here? These people want something and they can't have it. So what do they do? They fight about it. Um, they, they have these desires for it. They, they pleasure that. And, and, they, and, and because they can't get their way, you know, that they're willing to fight and even murder for it. Covet. What, what does covet mean? In verse, verse 2, you, you lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. What does covet mean? Yeah, you want something. You Obviously something you don't have. And let me just ask you a question. When someone uh, is blessed by God, they're, they're having a victory or whatever. Maybe they just got a new car or a new house or a new promotion. You're like, why can't I have that? You know, and so you just strive hard to keep up with the Jones or whatever, you know, and... and um, you know, how, how do we respond, you know, to other people's blessing? Maybe we start praying and saying, Lord, I've worked as hard as them. And, I, and the only reason that we're praying is because of our, our, our pleasure and, and for our sinful desires. Um, and, and so uh, look at verse, uh, verse 3. You ask and do not receive. You know, anybody like that that's focused on pleasure and on um, on desires and even murdering and fighting because you want something. Is God going to really answer that prayer? <laughs> and that's what James is talking about. You ask and do not receive. Why? Because you ask amiss. Now what does that mean? Ask amiss. 
Anybody? Yeah, wrong motives. So we go back to Matthew 7, 7, and Jesus says, ask, seek, and knock. Well, what we're asking for and seeking for and knocking is that which will, will glorify God. You know, God, help me to be, uh, be closer to you. Help me, Lord, um, to, uh, you know, to be full of the Spirit, not full of myself. Those are the kind of things, man. You ask that and seek and knock about those things, that glorifies God. And those, those are prayers that's going to be answered. But you begin to pray selfishly with the wrong motives. Maybe your desire is so everybody can look at you and see how important and prominent you know, that, that you are. James um, says you, you ask and you don't, you don't receive because you're asking with the wrong motives that you may spend it on your pleasure. It's the sinful pleasures. So, you know, maybe we need to make a list. Maybe that'll be something we can do this week is make a list of the most pressing things that we pray for regularly. And I hope there are things, such things like that. I hope that we are praying, you know, whatever it might be. Let's pray about it. Best thing we can do is pray about it. And what are those things that are pressing that we pray for regularly? Ask God to show each of us if he's already answered in one of the forms that we consider, you know, that we're talking about here. Maybe God's already answered that. We don't realize it. He's answered it. So, you know, if he's answered it, we don't need to pray for it anymore. We just need to get in tune with God. What are those things? What are, what's our motives? Are we asking amiss? Because the principle here in James 4.3 with prayer is, you know, James says in another verse that you have not because you ask not. So sometimes the key to, you know, a powerful prayer life is just simply to pray. We've got we to gotta pray. We've got to keep asking. But are we not receiving maybe because we're asking with the wrong motive? Are we wanting to glorify God or are we wanting to glorify ourselves? You know, we've made it all about God or all about us. And nothing wrong with asking. We can ask whatsoever. Make our request made known unto God. And we need to. Um, but we need to respond in obedience to the Lord. Maybe God might reveal you know, that maybe there's some things that, that we're asking for that we're asking with the wrong motive. Or maybe things that God's said no to, but we, we don't want to hear that, you know. Um, so that's an interesting thought that I wanted to share with you tonight is reasons to stop praying. You know, we stop praying when God gives it to us. We stop praying when God says, you know, you're a... Uh, it's like, it's like uh, you know, Jane, uh, uh, John... Um, James and John, I think it was. Who was it? Uh, the mother that asked Jesus if, if their sons could sit beside him in, in, in the kingdom. And Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking. And then, and then we know that the ones that were on either side of Jesus were the criminals you know, that were nailed to the cross. And, and of course, even beyond that, they are not worthy of, of such position to sit on the left or right hand of Jesus. There's none beside him. There's no rival. He's king of kings and, and lord of lords. And so, um, you know, um, I encourage us tonight to maybe think about those things. You know, let's, let's pray, let's ask, and let's seek and knock. And then let's, let's ask the Lord. You know, are there some things, you know, maybe I'm asking with the wrong motive. You know, let's, let's seek God and let's listen to the Lord and then respond in obedience to him. Uh, any any thoughts or, or questions or, or comments about this?
Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, James even tells us that. And it's interesting when James tells us that if we lack wisdom, we should ask of God. He's, he's talking about in context about trial. Obviously, when we're in trials, we're going to be like, I don't, even, I can't make heads or tails. And so if any of you lack wisdom, he says, ask of God and he'll give it. You know, teach us, Lord. Give me wisdom. Teach me how to pray. And so uh, that's, you know, that that's so important. You know, you know, our prayers will reveal, you know, where where we are spiritually. And it might be maybe we don't pray like we should. And if we are praying, is it more, you know, asking God to grant things for me that I want, and it has doesn't have a whole lot to do with spiritually, and it doesn't have anything to do with honoring God. James says that's asking amiss. Uh, we can just keep on asking, and we won't receive. But let's honor God. Let's glorify God. And, and uh, certainly keep asking, keep praying. Any other thoughts? All right, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. And I want to say thank you, Lord, for prayer. How wonderful it is to walk with you and to talk with you. May we be in tune with you, Lord, to know that maybe the things that we're asking for are, are things that you're not going to grant. That we would have that peace and that we would know we may not have our request in hand but we have the peace in our heart or maybe it's like the apostle Paul when he prayed asking you to remove that thorn in the side maybe we've got some thorns in our side and yet the answer is no for, for your reasons which we began tonight by saying you're perfect in all your ways so help us to develop that faith and trust in you and then Lord thank you for the times that you do answer prayer so many times we hear even on Wednesday nights as we pray about answered prayer. We're grateful for that. But we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, I want to pull up the, the live stream here um, so I can see any prayer requests that those that are joining us online uh, might have. And uh, while, I, while I'm doing this, um, I want to um, just share with you that uh, Jesse Smith, uh, Vicky's mom, he continues to need our prayers. Uh, she has uh, a UTI, and um, uh, Vicky said she gets confused, and she said hopefully we'll be moved to a facility this weekend. So, so let's continue to pray for Miss Jessie Smith. This is uh, in Vicky Chapel's mom, and uh, also remember Todd Aiken. Uh, was talking with Jennifer and Stony, and um, and where he's at right now, they will allow you know visitors to pick him up and. And so he's requested to come to church Sunday. And so I'm grateful for that. Um, and, uh, and Brian Shell that has been visiting. You remember Brian a few weeks ago came and shared about his journey and all that he had, has, has gone through and endured and, and, uh, and just gave the Lord praise for God's faithfulness. And, and uh, his wife is Virginia has also been visiting. She hadn't been here in a while, uh, but she's uh, been struggling. But I saw her yesterday and... Um, she told me that she watched the, the live stream. So thank you all again. Uh, JJ and Cindy that are here tonight, thank you all for what you do. And, and uh, they were able to watch. And, and um, she said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at church Sunday. So be glad to have them. And, um, and I pray that uh, maybe there might be somebody that we can reach out to and invite. Somebody that, that we can pray for tonight that, you know, that will be here um, on Sunday. Uh, Job chapter 2, I pray that God will teach us and help us and encourage us. And, and uh, we'll have a great... Uh, Sunday morning together like we did this past Sunday morning and, and uh, we're looking forward to the Lord's Day praying for a great day 
on Sunday. Also continue to pray for uh, Rebecca Wilson. And um, I, I imagine Doug, Doug's here tonight. I know he's been really struggling with them shingles and getting, getting a little bit better. Okay. All right. All right. So let's continue to remember um, Doug as we pray. Sheila Galbraith, uh, she's had a tough time with, with her sister passing away and I believe it was her uh, her brother as well. That's right. So need to remember her. Uh, Patsy Morris, Ruth Traber. Let's remember these. Um, Frank Cope, as we pray uh, tonight, want to pray for Frank and uh, Mary Carty, Sue Bolding. Uh, let's remember these as we pray tonight. Also, um, uh, let's let's continue uh, to remember uh, the McAllisters and and uh, Cindy and Mark Lewis and, and them uh, while they're caring for uh, uh, for the McAllisters and then uh, also um, coming up this Sunday we'll uh, we'll share information about the Annie Armstrong Easter offering and uh, we'll have some prayer guides that we can pray for uh, each day this week as we kick off our Annie Armstrong and of course Easter this year is is the third Sunday in April and uh, and so uh, but we'll be sharing about that and let's be in prayer this is a uh, uh, offering for uh, North American missions, so uh, right here in, in uh, United States and in North America, uh, Canada. Let's let's remember these uh, these missions, North American Mission Board, and uh, the North American Mission Board is where the Hoosier One strategy came from, and uh, so that's what these missionaries are using on the field, and and of course our churches need to be, you know, using that as well. Who who is at least one person that comes to mind that we're praying for? with the intention of looking for an opportunity, you know, to build that relationship and, and to share Christ with them. Um, but the Annie Armstrong Easter Offering for North American Missions, uh, we'll be sharing some information about that on uh, on Sunday. And uh, and then our couple's steak dinner will be March the 19th. Uh, that's coming up to be a week, I believe, from Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Or is it two weeks? Two weeks, Okay. Uh, two weeks. Um, hard to believe we're already in March now, but uh, but that we got a couple of weeks there. But there's a sign-up sheet back there, and and uh, those watching online, if you can join us, we'd love to have you. Uh, again, Jeremy Merck at Norris First Baptist is going to be with us to share. His wife Stephanie will be with him. We'll have some great food and great fellowship. Just be a great evening uh, together for our married couples. And I just want to remind you about that as we pray uh, tonight. And also, um, it's it's good to see. Uh, Aubrey Jackson and Don Kelly are, are watching us. And then it says three others. So the three others. Glad y'all were watching too. Um, and uh, Bobbery says continue to pray for Rebecca Wilson. Uh, we just mentioned her, but can, uh, she's uh, she's in a lot of pain. And also pray for Gerald. He's there by her side as well. So this, the uh, surgery that she's had, and I'm I'm sure this is a difficult time right now. And that pain, just pray. Continue to pray for. Rebecca, and we also mentioned Ukraine as well. Um, Bobby's asked us to pray uh, for Ukraine. Um, and we'll, we'll certainly do that. Uh, Jennifer says that they are at MD360 right now uh, with Cade. Uh, Cade uh, is getting his hand x-rayed after being hit at baseball practice. So, uh, so Jennifer, I don't know if y'all are watching right now, uh, but we're praying for Cade. Pray that they'll, the x-ray will be, will be okay. I went and watched Cade play a little bit yesterday. 
but we pray that he's that he's okay. Uh, Gretchen Williams is watching. Hope Wiley's doing good. Glad glad to have you watching as well. And um, all of y'all that are online, we we're grateful to have you join us. And uh, let's remember all these requests tonight. Are there any uh, other requests? Any updates? Special requests tonight? side uh, Josh's last Sunday was Sunday and so they'll be I, I imagine our director of mission Robert Dickard will probably be there for a couple of weeks until they uh, till they have an interim pastor that they'll call of course they'll be nominating I'm sure a search committee and all that uh, and then Calumet um, you know they're a little bit further along in the process Wayne Dickard is the interim pastor there uh, but I know that they've been having a difficult time and just pray for Eastside and Calumet during these times of transition. We'll certainly do that tonight. Any others tonight? Yeah, thank you. I meant to share that as a praise. Um, the surgery went well, and, um, and and we got some pictures of her while she was in the hospital, and she says she can see again. The visions of... But that's a, see, how, how can I forget to give a praise report like that? But uh, thank you for asking, uh, Larry, and Thank you all for your prayers and thankful for the for the good news uh, there with, with Laura. She's at home now. Okay. Uh, I don't believe so. I, I, I'm not sure if they're still out in Colorado or not. Uh, Bobby, for a few weeks. So I'm sure she's probably still out there. Um, but let's continue to remember Rebecca. Well, any others tonight? And I'm glad that, um, that that Carol Hathcock, you know, uh, recently um, joined our church, and she's been in Sunday school, and uh, and, and she's, um, you know, she had, she was she was in the hospital uh, there for a few days, but now she's back. She was back back at church Sunday. So again, another praise report. Thankful for answered prayer there. Any others tonight? I usually try to do that. I don't know if I do it all the time or not, but I try to. Um, and we, what we may can do is bring one of those uh, fire mics down, and, and, and that, that has a big range. Uh, these mics are just right here, but those choir mics will reach out. Maybe we can set one and point it that way, and then uh, they can maybe pick it up live as well. Um, but Any others tonight? Okay, well, there's a lot of things to be in prayer for, and let's join our hearts together. And whatever might be on your heart, I'm just going to pause for a little bit, and whatever you may have on your heart right now that you're praying for, maybe there's a name that a name that was mentioned or uh, a name that's on your heart. Uh, I want to pray and, and, uh, and lift those up, and, uh, and then, uh, then I'll close this in prayer. But let's pray together.
Our Heavenly Father, in the, the quietness of this time, it's so peaceful. A lot of noise and clamor in this world, and a lot of heartache, and a lot of division, a lot of confusion, and just a lot of things. It's just great, Lord, to just sit here in prayer and this, this quietness. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for the peace that comes from you. And I thank you for the power of prayer. Oftentimes, Lord, when we're dealing with, with difficulties and we seem overwhelmed, it always makes it better when we pause and when we just pray. And uh, I, just, I just think about we were with uh, some folks Sunday night after church, and uh, there was an unexpected call. And, and, uh, and we just we gathered right there as they left, and we just prayed. Prayer makes it right. Prayer makes it better. We thank you for the power of prayer. It's your power. It's your grace. And I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, that we would pray about everything. And then, Lord, that we would be so in tune with you that we would know when you say no. Or we would know, Lord, when uh, what we're praying for is just not your will. Or we would even know when you, when you grant that request. God, help us to make sure that we aren't praying amiss. But we pray for your glory and for our good. Not for our selfishness, but Lord, we'd make it all about you. So I thank you for that, Lord. And uh, I just want to pray for Jessie Smith tonight. We lift her up to you and pray for your mercy and help her, Lord, to, to recover and to feel better. I pray for Rebecca Wilson. I know, Lord, that been shared that she's in a lot of pain. But we ask God that you would touch and bring healing. Pray that you'd help the doctors, Lord. This procedure that she went through, Lord, I, I know that it's painful, and I pray that you'll just help her, Lord, to turn a corner and just feel better soon. and Just give her peace most of all in her heart, Lord. And I pray for Gerald as well while he's faithfully there by her side. And um, we pray for Ukraine. It was great to hear that church, Lord, in Ukraine singing, to God be the glory, great thing he has done. And so I pray for them, Lord. I pray for a hedge protection. Lord, this, this sin-cursed world that we live in, struggle for power that leads to war and evil. I just pray, Lord, that you would put a hedge protection about your people. And I pray that good would prevail. We just know, Lord, that you're in control. But we lift this up to you. Lord, I, I just pray that you would be with Calumet and Eastside as they are uh, seeking God's man. Pray for Wayne Dickard at Calumet. We lift him up to you as he's interim pastor. And then for Eastside as they seek your will, Lord, for an interim pastor as they take these next steps. And we just pray for them, Lord. And uh, We pray for Todd Aiken. I pray he'd be able to be with us Sunday. Uh, we pray for Cade Collins, Lord, as he's getting this x-ray. I pray, Lord, that uh, it'll be good news. And I pray, Lord, that you will comfort and help him and just be with uh, Jennifer and Stoney as well. I, I'm sure uh, Stoney is uh, is here with the youth, and so we just pray for good news in that, Lord. And, and uh, we we pray, Lord, that you would be with Doug Alexander and the shingles that he's battling. I pray for better and better days, Lord. And I pray for Sunday, Lord, as we look into your Word. We think about the enemy, and I pray that you'll help us and encourage us by your Word. And I pray for a great Lord's Day this coming Sunday. May you be honored and glorified. And I want to pray for our North American missionaries, those like uh, Austin O'Donnell that's serving in Baltimore, Maryland. We pray for him especially tonight. 
those missionaries, Lord, that are in um, that are in they're in places like North and South Dakota and uh, Washington State and places in Canada and and uh, all across the North American uh, area. Lord, I pray for them and I, I pray that the gospel would go forth. And uh, th- these are difficult times, and I pray that God that you would use us as your people to to be lights to be reflection of your light, to be salt and light. God, that you would use us for your glory, that lives would be changed, and help Liberty First Baptist, Lord, to, to glorify you. Help us, Lord, to be a lighthouse in Liberty, we pray. In Jesus' name. And all God's people say it. Amen. God bless. Thank you for joining us tonight. and look forward to seeing you on Sunday.